Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 21 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how you can successfully invest outside of your area and also in different countries. And also, I'm going to talk about why and when you should be investing outside of your area, how to use property deal sources to help you, and how to find good deal sources who actually know what they're doing. And unfortunately, many deal sources don't know what they're doing, so you do need to be careful. So first of all, let's consider why you might invest outside of your area. I think it's important to say here that I would always recommend that if you're starting to invest, you look where you currently live or work because you're going to know that area much better than trying to learn a new area. You're going to know where are the good areas, where are the not so good areas, roughly what property's worth and what it might rent out for. Otherwise, you've got to learn all of that. So it really does make sense to start where you live or work. However, I also recognize that it may not stack up very well in your particular area. Or maybe where you live or work, the strategy you want to follow is not ideal for that location. And that's when investing outside of your area should be a consideration. So when buying outside of your area, there are several important considerations. First of all, you need to make sure you're buying a really good deal in the first place. And secondly, you need to think about the ongoing management and maintenance of that property. So in 2006, I learned all about motivated sellers, people for whom the speed and certainty is more important than the amount of money they actually get for that property sale. And I connected with some deal sources at my own property networking events. And as a result, I purchased property all over the UK. Now, I was buying property where I didn't need to put any of my own money in. There was a very creative way of buying at that time, which I talk about in my book, Property Magic. And it really was a great time because we could buy property with very little money we could have a tenant from day one because often the tenant who the person who sold you the property wanted to remain a tenant in that property it was called sale and rent back which you can't do anymore but you could at the time and it was great you had a tenant from day one they would look after the property like it was their own home because they'd lived there for many years and it meant you didn't need to have a management agent now this was amazing at the time however the problem was when that person eventually moved out as often they would the property would probably need some sort of refurb. And also it would then need a management agent to look after it because after all, these were scattered all over the country. So with hindsight, you know, I bought some properties which at the time seemed like a great idea based on the knowledge and experience I had at that time. But with hindsight, I probably wouldn't buy them if I had the opportunity to buy them again. So I do still buy out of area but I only do it when I know I've got really good management in place who can look after those properties for me. I also made the mistake of investing outside of the UK. Um, You know, it can be very exciting when thinking about investing overseas. And I invested in properties in Europe, in Africa, and also in the United States. Now, some of these worked out very, very well, but some of them not so well. 
And the problems you have when you're investing in a foreign country is that it can be very difficult to do your research. Um, here in the UK, we have a lot of amazing tools. We can check the values of property, rents of property. But outside of the UK, it's not as easy. And usually when you're buying overseas, you're relying on an agent or a third party. And there's got to be a lot of trust. And you're basically trusting them to make sure that they look after your best interests. And unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. Then, of course, you've got difficulties with the language and slightly different taxation systems and legal systems. And then finally, you've got the risk of currency fluctuations. Um, my very first investment was actually on the island of Ibiza. However, it was a very easy investment for me to make because it was a property that my uh, parents had purchased back in the very early 70s. They wanted a holiday home. The island of Bitha is amazing. This was in a, a family resort called Calalonga, which, as the name suggests, has a very long bay, uh, which was just amazing to, to grow up and, and play in as a kid. And so this was a great property. And then my parents then moved to the south of France. They retired and emigrated in 1990. And they had this property in Spain, this, this summer holiday location, which they obviously didn't need anymore. Now, my sisters and I had been there many times uh, as kids, and we actually decided to buy the property off our parents because we thought it would be a good long-term investment. I was still at university at the time. Both my sisters were working. And what we did was we bought it from mum and dad um, on what's called an installment contract. So what it meant was they had no mortgage on it and we basically bought it over time. Over a five year period, we all paid them a certain amount each month, which was great for their cash flow. Um, it gave them a nice, easy way to sell the property without having to get an agent involved. And it worked for everyone. And this was even before I bought my first property to live in in 1995. So um, although I, I often say my first investment was 1995, actually, it was back in 1991 when my sister and I bought this property off my parents. So we bought it for £15,000 in 1991. And we eventually sold it in about 10 years later in 2001 for £40,000. So we did very, very well from that initial investment. Um, and so I was kind of encouraged about investing overseas. And actually, I then bought a property in Spain, uh, which I held for a number of years and I sold for a profit. So, so far, my foreign investments had gone quite well. And then in 2006, 2007, when the whole world economy was booming and the idea of investing overseas in these glamorous locations became very popular, um, I, like everyone else, bought a number of investments overseas. I said I bought in Spain, I bought in Morocco, in Africa, I bought in America. And this was just before the global credit crunch. And some of those properties are still sitting there half complete as we speak right now, many, many years later. So this was a big lesson for me because, to be honest, I probably didn't do as enough research as I should have done on those locations. Um, I, I guess no one could have known about the effect of the the global credit crunch. But hey, these things happened. But I need to take responsibility for my own decisions. So personally, I feel if you're based in the UK, I would highly recommend you focus investing here in the UK because there's so much opportunity. The only reason I can see the benefit of you investing outside of the UK 
might be for a lifestyle reason. Maybe you want to buy an overseas property because you eventually want to retire there one day. And so that might be a good reason of doing it. Now, if you're listening to this podcast from outside of the UK, I know we have many listeners all over the world. Maybe you're an expat or maybe you're a foreign investor who recognizes the benefits of investing in the UK. What I'm going to talk about today is going to be massive benefit for you. And also, if you are in the UK but want to invest outside of your area, you're also going to get massive benefit from what I'm talking about on the podcast today. So um, a lot of people like to invest in the UK for a number of reasons. The UK is a very popular place to live because it has... um, Unfortunately, not great weather, but it's a a fairly good employment. It's got a fairly stable political system. Um, Most people can come here either on a visa or a part of the European Union, which obviously has now changed. We'll have to see what happens in the future there. But when you come to the UK, you know, there's free health service, there's free education, there's free money if you're not working. So it's a pretty popular place to live. And there are some really good tax breaks for entrepreneurs and, and people who, who want to make a difference. So again, the UK is a very popular place to live. We have an increasing population, but we have a limited amount of accommodation. We live on an island after all. So what this means is over the long term, the values of property and the rent for property goes up over the long term. So this is good because there's generally good capital appreciation as long as you're investing over a long enough period. As I said before, it's a pretty stable political system here and there are no restrictions. So anybody can invest in the UK, whether you live in the UK or not, anybody can invest here. So how do you invest remotely if you live in a different part of the country or even if you live in a different country altogether? The easiest way if you want to invest remotely from where you live, either another part of the country or even if you're investing from overseas, is to connect with good deal sources who are based in the area in which you want to invest. Now, an important word here is good deal sourcer. Unfortunately, there are lots of people out there trying to source deals who really don't know what they're doing. This is because the concept of finding properties for other people and getting paid to do that is very popular with people who are new to property investing. And actually, it can be a great idea because if they are finding deals for other people, they get paid good fees. And that's a great way of building their deposits to be able to go and buy more properties themselves. However, uh, a lot of people who want to source properties, they don't really educate themselves properly. They don't know what makes a good deal. And so it's very important that you do your due diligence and check out anybody who is going to be sourcing deals for you. So how do you do that? Well, first of all, you need to ask them if they are fully compliant. Anyone who's selling deals is a bit like an estate agent and they've got to be compliant. If they don't know what this means, walk away from them. They obviously haven't done any training. So in America, they need to be registered realtors and have taken the real estate exams. But here in the UK, there's no qualification to be an estate agent. But there are certain things you want to make sure they've done to make sure they are compliant. So first of all, they need to have registered with one of the industry ombudsmen, such as the property ombudsman 
known as the TPO, or the property redress scheme known as the PRS. Now, this is in case that let's say they find a deal for you and they say, hey, it's a four bedroom property and you buy it and it's only a three bed. They made a mistake. You know, if if you need, if there's some sort of um, uh, issue here, you can go back to these bodies and they will help arbitrate to come up with a fair solution. So really important they're a member of one of those bodies. Um, also, they need to have public indemnity insurance in case they do make a mistake and you want to sue them, they need to have insurance to cover that. And also they are holding personal details of you. And so they need to be registered with the information commissioner and be adhering to all the GDPR regulations. And finally, they should be conducting what's called AML checks, anti-money laundering checks on you to make sure that you are not using the proceeds of crime to invest in property, which is a way that Sometimes people will launder money by putting it through property. So they need to make sure that they know who you are. They know their clients. They need to make sure they know where your funds have come from. And so you'll need to prove to them your identity, passport, proof of address, uh, bank statement to show where the funds are coming from, etc. So they should be doing all of these things. And once you know that they are compliant, um, the next thing is to understand how they work because all sourcing agents are going to be different you need to make sure you understand their terms and conditions so what services are they actually providing for you are they just finding you the deal are they project managing the refurb that might be required uh, are they going to do the ongoing management for you and letting it out or maybe they've got a relationship with a great letting agent in the air they can introduce you to. So you need to really understand what you're getting for the money that you are paying them. Now, on that note, I'd also like to say I would suggest you never, ever pay a sourcing agent any upfront fees to find deals for you. I've heard of many horror stories where people have paid upfront fees to somebody and that person has just not delivered and it's been very difficult to get money back from them. So please, please make sure you don't pay any upfront fees. What happens is uh, they will send you some deals and once you see a deal that you think, yes, I want that deal, at that point, then you'd put down a reservation fee. And that's when you start paying money, basically. So normally there's a reservation fee. It could be anywhere between 500 to £1,000, which is a, a reasonable fee to pay. And then the balance of their fee is paid when the property transaction actually completes. So once you own it, the solicitors will, um, on the completion statement, put what goes to the sourcing agent. Okay. Now, Bearing in mind that these people are going to have a number of people they're passing deals to, uh, you need to be able to uh, know what makes a good deal for you. So when you're presented with an opportunity that meets your buying criteria, you're able to move quickly. Now, if you don't know what makes a good deal for you, you might want to listen to episode number 19 of the Property Magic podcast, in which I explain all about what makes a great deal and how to work out your personal buying criteria. So go back and listen to that again. It's really important because even if you're finding deals for yourself or using an agent, if you don't know what makes a good deal, there could be a fantastic deal staring at you in the face and you don't recognize it and someone else who does know what makes a good deal might come in and snap that up before you take action. To be a successful investor, you need to be a decisive person. You need to be able to move quickly. And so you can facilitate that by knowing what makes a good deal for you. So when you do see a good deal, you move really, really quickly.
So when you put down your reservation fee, as I said, 500 to 1,000 pounds, that secures the deal for you and the deal sourcer should stop marketing it to other people. But remember, you do need to move really quickly. So you secure the deal, you'll then need to sort out your finance and your legals. Now, often the sourcing company might have people they can recommend. Um, and it's a really good idea to get registered with those kind of people before you try and buy deals, because that's going to save some time. It's really important to remember that the seller of this property that you want to buy is probably motivated. So the speed and certainty of the sale happening is very important to them. And so if the deal falls over because you've not been on top of things and you've taken too long to do things, you know, you might well lose your reservation fee. And if it's your fault, well, I think it's fair enough that you lose your fee. However, if the deal falls over because it's no fault of yours, um, because maybe something comes up that wasn't declared to you, or maybe the seller just changes their mind, uh, then I think you should definitely get your fee back. But it's important you check the terms and conditions of that particular sourcer to make sure you understand exactly where you stand. Now, if all goes well, um, with this particular deal sourcer, they're going to want to work with you again because you've proved to them that you are a buyer who delivers because unfortunately there are lots of buyers out there who are time wasters. They don't really know what they want or even if they're presented with something that they've said they want, sometimes nerves and fear kick in and they hesitate, etc. So once you know their compliance and once you've checked out their T's and C's, um, I suggest the next step is for them to send you a sample deal. Now, this could be something that they've sold to somebody else, so it may not be available, but at least you can check to see is this a good deal or not. You need to go through the numbers to make sure the deal stacks up. Um, I'm sure you'll remember my five golden rules of property investing. Uh, golden rule number three is you only ever buy a property that makes you cash flow every single month. So you need to check, does this make cash flow? You also want to work out what's the return on investment. If I'm putting money into this particular project, how much am I going to make every single year after all the expenses compared to how much I had to put in? That's your return on investment. And that's how you can compare this property to another property. So you need to make sure you understand all the numbers and they comply with my golden rules of property investing. Um, you also want to understand, is the purchase price a good price? You know, if if you're out of area, you're going to be relying on that deal sourcer's knowledge to say, yeah, this is a good deal. Now, that's great if the deal sourcer is based in the area and they know what they're doing. Sometimes deal sourcers will sell deals because they're outside of their area and they go and do their research, but they may not really know the area and they might make mistakes. So you always need to double check the deal yourself. Now, this is very straightforward to do. You can go online and you can check what other similar properties are selling for in this area. Make sure you compare like with like, obviously, because the location of the property, the condition of the property will all influence the value. And also you need to check the, the rental rates and the actual rental demand in the area. And again, this can be done very simply online, going to look at what is actually renting in this area right now. And also you can call up local letting agents who are advertising properties to verify the demand with them. If there's a massive oversupply of property and things are hard to rent, well, maybe you don't really want to buy this property in this area. Because remember, golden rule Number two from Property Magic is you need to buy in an area with strong rental demand. 
Now, typically a package deal is gonna cost you something like three to 5,000 pounds. But even though you're paying someone else to find this deal for you, you need to accept personal responsibility for your investment decisions. You're investing your money. You cannot abdicate that responsibility to someone else. So yes, you hope that they're gonna find you a good deal because you're paying them, but it's really important you check it out yourself. Now, if all these things check out, so you know they're compliant, you understand, you're happy with their terms and conditions, they send you a dummy deal that looks good, it stacks up, well then maybe you found a really good sourcing agent to work with. So how do you find these agents in the first place, these people who can help you? Well, if you're based in the UK and you want to invest outside of your area, the very best thing to do is physically go to that area, have a look around, get to know the area yourself, and try and go at the same time that the monthly property investor network meeting is happening in that area. If you pop into the local PIN meeting, and you can find out about these by going to our website, which is pinpinmeeting.co.uk, lists all the meetings around the country. You can find out when they are, and if you're planning to invest in there, go up, spend some time there, and go to that meeting, because at that meeting, I guarantee there'll be people there who are sourcing and selling deals in the area. It's a great way to connect with them. And some may or may not know what they're doing. As I've said, you need to check them out and make sure they've educated themselves. But also you might have local letting agents there. You might have local builders there. And so you can start to build your local power team by visiting that local PIN meeting. A great thing to do at those meetings is ask for recommendations. Um, so at that meeting, if, you, if there aren't any builders there, you can ask around and say, hey, I'm looking for a good builder in this area. Who can you recommend? And people are pretty abundant. They'll give you those kind of recommendations. If you're outside the UK and you really don't have access to those local meetings, um, then maybe you can go online into forums and groups and ask for people who are based in the area and ask them for local recommendations. Um, so you can go to physical PIN meetings, you can connect with people online. The third thing you can do is when we hold our national three-day events, so we have our strategy implementation live, uh, usually in March in London, and we have our property magic live, usually in the autumn in Birmingham. At those events, we run structured networking. What that means is we put people into geographical groups. So if you want to invest in a certain area, we put you into that area with other people who are investing and based in that area. And it's a great way to meet and connect with other people in your areas, people who you can buy deals from or sell deals to. And, you know, they are going to have local contacts you can tap into. So this is particularly useful if you're investing outside of your area or even if you are an overseas investor and you want to invest in the UK. In the past, we've had people fly into these events uh, from uh, Hong Kong and Dubai and Singapore just to meet and connect with local deal finders who've been educated by me. And so in theory, they should know what they're doing. So in this podcast today, we've talked about how you can invest remotely by tapping in and using people on the ground to help you, typically deal sources. We've talked about how to make sure the deal sources actually know what they're doing. We talked about how to find those deal sources. And so I hope this gives you some confidence and ability to be more successful to invest remotely from where you live. And finally, as a favor, um, if you found this useful and hope the other podcasts useful as well, I'd really appreciate it if you can give me a, a five-star review from wherever you downloaded it from. It might be iTunes or from Google Play or from Spotify. If you can give it a five-star 
rating and also explain what you got out of it. Hopefully other people will see and also be able to benefit from these podcasts as well. So I really appreciate that. Now, in the next episode of the Property Magic Podcast, I'm going to share with you how you can find the time to actually invest in property because you do need to put some time and effort in even if someone else is sourcing for you you need to put a bit of time in and so I'm going to share with you some of my top productivity secrets that can help you get more done in less time I know you're absolutely going to love that and by the way that doesn't just apply to property it can apply to anything else in your life and get more done in less time so I know you're going to really benefit from the next episode of the property magic podcast until next time remember to always invest with knowledge invest with skill thanks for listening to the property magic podcast to get this week's show notes please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast you can contact me via linkedin you can follow me on social media and i highly recommend you subscribe to my youtube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free all of the details are available in the show notes until next time invest with knowledge invest with skill